you guys. Good morning. This is Heidi St. John. Today is Friday, July 6th. I hope you guys had a fantastic time celebrating uh, the birth of our nation, Independence Day. We had a great time with my sister. Um, I have a, I have been given a tremendous blessing in that my sisters, two of them, and my mom all live within 15 minutes of me now. And uh, my sister, Hope, has the biggest house. So we get to go there. (laughs) So it's great. Hey, today I'm going to answer a question that I get often over here at the podcast about uh, different religions and are all religions the same? It's so important for us to understand the difference between Christianity and other religions. So if you've got teenagers who are listening or young kids who are um, old enough to kind of understand this topic, it's a great one to have them sit in on with you. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. was in downtown the other day and I noticed uh, a car with one of my least favorite bumper stickers ever. Have you guys ever seen uh, the bumper sticker that says coexist on it? Have you ever seen that coexist, right? And all the letters have different signs of different religions. So you see Islam, you see Hinduism, Buddhism, Christianity is represented, uh, you know, and they're basically say Judaism is represented. They're basically saying, hey, can't we all just get along? Right. They're saying they're all the same thing anyway. And, you know, of course, around here in my neck of the woods, we I see the Darwin sticker a lot, you know, the fish that looks like a dog. And a lot of people really, um, it's amazing to me, uh, just uh, the diversity, well, the diversity of thought for sure, but the intolerance toward other people's uh, thinking. And as believers, we don't want to be, we don't want to be intolerant, but we want to be wise in the truth. Actually, I don't even like the word intolerant. The really, in, intolerance is just kind of, uh, I think it's kind of code for uh, it, because really Christianity is intolerant of every other religion and Islam is intolerant of every other religion. So this idea of tolerance really is a lie. Um, I would I would rather change, exchange that word for kindness. I would say we need to be kind toward each other and we need to be asking the Holy Spirit to help us. Like what we talked about, what we're studying uh, this month at MomStrong International, which is to rightly divide God's word. And so we want God to help us to understand uh, the difference between a, a religion, the Christianity, and a cult. So there are world religions, there are cults, and the question often comes to me, and this is what uh, this is the question I'm going to address today: What makes Christians think that they have the one and only true religion? Isn't that an intolerant position? I love it when people ask me this question. So um, yes, it is an intolerant position for all the reasons I just told you. Um, And she goes on to say, does it really matter what you believe as long as you're sincere? What about the other major religions in the world, such as Judaism and Islam? How do they measure up to Christianity? So I'm going to tackle this for you for just a minute, uh, because there are so many religions out there. And how do we know that our religion, that Christianity is the only way to heaven? What makes Christianity the right way? Um, I've had several people tell me that they don't believe that there is one way to heaven. In fact, I heard the Pope uh, the other day. I'm, you guys, I have serious questions about the the current Pope. You know, I'm not Catholic, but honestly, like I, I saw him, you know, uh, recently I saw this video where a young boy who had lost his father went up and sat on the Pope's uh, lap and basically just was sobbing. He lost his father and he said his, he said his father had not been baptized. He wasn't a Christian, but he was a good man. And I think the Pope, in an effort to make this young boy feel, he wanted to know if his father was in heaven. I think the Pope, in an effort to make this young boy feel better, 
was like, of course, God would never turn anyone away if he was a good man. Dude, I was like, whatever, you know, I mean, all the hair on my neck stood up. I was like, I don't understand why the people in the robes standing behind the Pope were like, um, excuse me, father, uh, that's not actually right. Like, I don't know. I don't actually I don't actually get that uh, because there is Jesus said there is only one way to heaven and it comes through uh, repentance of our sin and inviting the Lord Jesus into our heart. So to say that you can just get into heaven because you're a good person, nowhere in the Bible uh, does it teach that. And so people generally take two approaches when they sort through all the religions out there. So one is to say that all religions are the same, which is essentially the coexist bumper sticker because all the religions point to God. And this isn't this isn't true. This is a false premise, and it's made by people who have never actually studied religion at all, because anyone who knows even the basics of religious belief knows that religions are by definition mutually exclusive. That's what I mean when I say that they are intolerant. And so it's okay for you to to be intolerant of a belief system that's wrong, right? So, uh, uh, so these religions, Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, Christianity, by definition, they contradict each other in basic points of belief and practice. So to say that they're all true is just illogical. They're not. One of them's got to be true and the rest of them are wrong. And so saying that all religions are false is actually kind of a better approach, right, than to say that they're all true. So the second approach, uh, the one that most people, when I when I encounter, uh, you know, someone who's angry about religion or somebody who I meet, you know, on the subway or on an airplane who says, oh, all religions are false. Like the, it was reminds me of the woman who met me um, in an airport and she said, oh, you religious people. I was sitting next to her, you know, and she said, you know, you're responsible for everything that's wrong in this world. Uh, and all religions are false. You know, there is no God. So uh, we're free to do that, right? But then, uh, but then I guess we'd have to ask if uh, we've investigated all the claims of all the religions, right? Which I didn't have time to do in an airport. So we want to be, we want to frame this in a way that is, uh, that is, listening, I suppose, to the Holy Spirit so that when we come across and we talk to people about why it's not good enough just to be a good person, that we are um that we are kind in the way that we in the way that we answer these questions. All right. So we would answer that the reason that you want to be a good person uh comes from something inside you to do the best that you can, right? Our desire to live a good life is something hopefully we share with everybody who was ever born except for um, sociopaths, <laughs> right? And people who, you know, shoot shoot up people, right? Uh, so that's kind of inside of us. And so then that brings us to another question. If all people have the same kind of moral framework, then where did that inherent morality come from? Did it just evolve or might God have built it into the fabric of each person? This is a question I get a lot. Someone said to me uh, the other day that all people were good, but the Bible says in Psalms that the heart is desperately wicked. I mean, the Bible says all people are inherently evil, right? And that's that's exact, and that's the problem that we have. We have this problem of sin. We need to be made right with God. And the Apostle Paul addressed this question, and here was his answer: Romans two verses fourteen and fifteen. Even when Gentiles who do not have God's written law instinctively follow what the law says. They show that in their hearts, they know right from wrong. They demonstrate that God's law is written within them for their own consciences, either accuse them or tell them that what they are doing is right. 
And this is an important uh, point for us to to uh, to be able to make to our friends who come to us and say, oh, it's, it's enough to be good. Well, the Bible's saying, no, it's not enough to be good, because even someone who doesn't know the Lord instinctively knows that God's law applies to the world that he created. I'm always telling people that God's laws govern the universe, right? And so God's law, like the law of gravity, which God created, gravity doesn't care if I believe in it or not. So if I decide I'm going to walk off my deck tomorrow, uh, gravity is going to have the last say, and God is the same way. And so uh, we want we want to be uh, aware of the uh, the truth of the word of God and that God's laws are universal. All right. So then the next question is, how can you say that Christianity is the only true religion? Listen to this question. I read the first 12 pages of a book called World Religions and Cults. And I have to say, I was totally disgusted. You call yourself objective and yet you have one, you have the audacity to say it's possible to discover the one true religion. Obviously you mean Christianity. Who died and made you God? Who are you to claim that all religions except yours are false? And since you guys have no credentials, did you even think of using a qualified editor? You have no business writing a book like this, especially with the ridiculous position you take. This is so typical of the conversations that we have on Facebook, right? Someone uh, disagrees with you, then they don't attack the logic anymore. They don't attack the message. They attack the messenger. And I love, love, love uh, Bruce Bickle's measured response. Listen to what he said. He said, thanks for your email. We're sorry that you were disappointed at what you read in the first 12 pages of our book. Even though it upsets you, logic will tell you that all religions are mutually exclusive. Do you really believe that a devout Muslim believes that all religions are true? How about an Orthodox Jew? Do Mormons believe that all religions are the same? Whether you accept it or not, to believe that all belief systems are true is absurd. It's more reasonable to believe that they are false. Uh, so then he goes on to say that he used um, he used an editor, <laughs> which I love. I love that he, did, he that he addressed that. So it's important for us to recognize every religion out there is going to claim that it is the right religion. So we test Christianity, and when when uh, what we mean by that is you can test Christianity against objective knowledge such as history, archaeology. Have you guys been to the uh, Museum of the Bible? Because I am going there. I'm going to the Museum of the Bible in September because I'm going to be speaking. Uh, at the HSLDA Leaders Summit, and I cannot wait because the Museum of the Bible is full of historical evidence, archaeology, historical books, all kinds of things, dates and places and names and events that ver- that are verifiable to a greater degree than any other book of antiquity. The Bible stands alone. And although the Bible is not a scientific book, the statements it makes about the natural world are compatible with what science has discovered. I mean, believe me, you guys, uh, they've been trying to stamp out the Bible for eons. They're never going to be able to do it. Why? Because the Bible says in Isaiah that the grass will wither and the flower will fade, but God's word will stand how long? Forever. That's right. God's word will stand forever. And even more, the statements that are made about certain phenomena were made thousands of years before science, quote unquote, discovered them. Other religions cannot make this claim because their holy books cannot stand up to the scrutiny and history of science. And if there's no other way to interpret the Christian method of salvation, which is accepting Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, then the next question is, do we as Christians believe that all others who believe in God but not Christ are destined for hell? Jesus said, in my Father's house are many rooms. This is one of those verses that are taken out of context, all right? 
Uh, and so we, uh, may, we may get to this one in more detail in August over at MomStrong International. But Jesus said, in my father's house are many rooms. Could he have been referring to rooms for other faiths? Mother Teresa said, there are many religions and each one has its different ways of following God. Uh, she said, I follow Christ. There is only one God and he is God to all. Therefore, it is important that everyone is seen as equal before God. I've always said we should help a Hindu become a better Hindu and a Muslim become a better Muslim and a Catholic, a better Catholic. I'm not trying to be, uh, so this person said, I'm not trying to be coy with my question. I truly do not know and would appreciate your thoughts. All right, this is important too, because you just heard uh, Mother Teresa, who was an incredible human being, say that uh, we should help a Muslim become a better Muslim. No, we shouldn't. We should help a Muslim meet the one true God and follow Jesus Christ. Uh, Because one of Christianity's basic beliefs is that salvation is available through no one except for Jesus. And if we believe that the Bible is God's authoritative message to us, that it is the only possible interpretation, that is the message that we share with the world. All right. So that verse in my father's house are many rooms. Um, and this again, important to read it in context. We talked about this on Wednesday, right before he said that he said this, uh, don't be troubled. You trust God. Now trust me. This is Jesus talking. And clearly Jesus intended his statement about heaven to apply to those who believed in him. And in fact, Jesus was speaking to his disciples who had already put their trust in him. He wasn't talking to the crowds as he did it under situations. And if you still have any doubts about the intent of Jesus' words about heaven, check this out in John 14, verse 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Wow. He's not not leaving... Uh, a lot of wiggle room in there, is he? He's saying, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Um, I want to just encourage you, if you've never read uh, World Religions and Cults 101, it's fantastic. There's another book uh, written by Bruce Bickle and uh, Stan Jantz, which has been on my library shelves for years. It's called Bible Answers to Life's Big Questions, Conversations About Faith in Plain Language. I'm going to link back to that today so that you guys can have access to it. I also appreciate what they said about Mother Teresa, and I'm going to end uh, with their statement about her today. She said, they said, rather, we appreciate Mother Teresa. She was a saint and may become one literally, but how does helping a Hindu become a better Hindu guarantee salvation? Again, if salvation is only available through Jesus, then how can a Hindu be saved? A Hindu doesn't even believe in one true God, let alone Jesus. Muslims believe in Allah, but Jesus is merely a prophet, not a savior. Catholics, of course, believe in Jesus. The issue that may be troubling you is that Christianity seems narrow and intolerant of other beliefs. Yes, Christianity is narrow in the sense that it is specific about how to be saved, but it is not intolerant. Anyone can be saved. There is no pre-qualification to be required or even possible. The same cannot be said for Hinduism or Islam. God is love, but he doesn't want anyone to perish. We know this from 2 Peter 3, verse 9. God has set up a system for salvation that's based on Jesus, and he has made this very clear. God loved the world so much that he sent Jesus, his only son, to die in our place so that anyone who believes in him will not die 
but have eternal life. That's John 3, 16. It is an incredible thing, uh, men and women, that we have access to the word of God. And that's why it's so important for you to study it. Study to show yourself approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, who rightly divides the word of truth. And this gives you not only knowledge of the word, but a working knowledge so that you can share the truth of the gospel with those people who are around you. You know, we we talked about this last week a little bit, how our um, it's so important for us to be salt and light. I get questions every day at the podcast um, asking me how to deal with this situation and that situation. And we want to approach everything biblically. Jesus said that whatever we do, we should do it in love. We should do it in love. And that that applies to uh, to our talking about uh, our faith in Jesus, as Jesus is the only way to heaven. I hear from people all the time at the podcast who have been in uh, religions that other than Christianity for years, and, and a simple study of the Word of God uh, opens your eyes to say, oh my goodness, Jesus is God. And God said, I send him that you would not die so that you would have eternal life. It's powerful, powerful stuff, men and women. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power and hope uh, in salvation through Jesus Christ alone. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. We're going to continue our study, Is That Really in the Bible, over at Mom Strong International for the entire month of July. It's a fantastic study, uh, a little bit less meaty than kind of what we do during the school year, because I know a lot of you are vacationing and trying to fit stuff in. And I just encourage you, don't make excuses for not getting into the Word. Um, get into the Word of God every day, even if you just spend 10 or 15 minutes. Um, I'm telling you what, it'll change your life. We appreciate your support over at the ministry at Mom Strong International. Mom Strong International is a ministry of firmly planted family. It is a 501c3. If you would like to support this podcast through a donation, we would be so grateful and encouraged. You can send that to 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. You can also set up an account through eGiving, and I will link back to that in the show notes today. We greatly appreciate your support and your membership over at MomStrong International as it helps us continue to bring this podcast into thousands and thousands of homes around the world every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And speaking of Friday, I hope you guys have a fantastic one, and I'll see you back here for Mailbox Monday on the 9th. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.